Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, providing everything you'd need to hit the circle or the big stage. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. <laughs> Where am I going to start with this one? <laughs> like, seriously, we're about to get into what is such a tangled web. We have had to dedicate an entire episode of the podcast to this. Now, what we're talking about, of course, is, well, we now have two major championships confirmed out of a possible five. And we'll get into all of it. We'll unpack the entire story. And it probably will take a full episode for us to unpack every little nuance within this story. So bear with us as we delve through all of it in this week's episode. And uh, I have absolutely no doubt that this will be one of the most controversial episodes we've recorded in a while. Uh, Remember all the headquarters redevelopment pods we did? Yeah, but it's on that sort of level. Uh, So it's up there, folks. But anyway... Before we get into all the nitty-gritty of this week's Big Rab Show pod, I have to welcome you all, first of all. <laughs> welcome! We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music or folk music or indeed our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week we're here uh, talking about what we know and love to be the music of the Great Highland Bagpipe and its people and like every other podcast out there yes we do have a patreon so if you would like to help support our wee show if you like what we're doing over here and would like to see us make more shows then head over to patreon click on support and for your trouble you'll get your hands on loads of extras yeah there's episodes of big rab show plus over there that are exclusive to patreon subscribers also uh you'll get access to our weekly fuse fm balamoney radio show so if you do happen to miss the show live on air then you can go to Patreon and, yeah, catch up. Now, I think at this point, there are literally years and years worth of Fuse FM radio shows. There are weeks, if not months, of audio. I don't think you could actually listen to every single episode of The Big Rab Show on Fuse. I I just don't know if it'll be possible now. (laughs) When you think about it, it's a two-hour live radio show every week, and you get that in your pocket as a Patreon sub. So, hi. There you are. I know it it sounds like a big, hard sell, uh, but, yeah, we love our Patreon faithful. It's a great community over there. So, shout-out to all of you folks over on Patreon. You are awesome. Yes. So, go and check that out. Okay. Right, like every other podcast, we normally have our usual features, alright? We normally have listener mail, we have weekly drone, we have word of the week, uh, we have what's the crack, all that kind of stuff. Well, that's all thrown out the window this week, okay? All because of this huge news story that has had such a massive impact on the piping scene. We did speak about it last week on the podcast, about how earth-shattering this was for the bagpiping world, and... We couldn't really quantify it on last week's episode. Because we were going through all the news and updates and we had a topic of the week with Lissa, uh, all of that. So last week's pod, don't get me wrong, stellar episode. Really enjoyed the conversation with Lissa and that was some real good insight there about composition and stuff. Go back and have a listen to it if you haven't yet. Uh, But this is such a ginormous story 
that we wanted to dedicate a full episode to it. Yeah, right enough. We're heading into the holidays and we should be all full of happiness and joy and sunshine and light and everything. But I don't know. Having this news drop on us from above, from the RSPBA Board of Directors, it has had an absolutely earth-shattering effect to the piping scene. And to kind of put across the gravity of it all, we've decided to dedicate a full episode to unpack it all. Now, before we do get into everything with this week's topic that we're discussing, uh, discussing even, I wanted to play a very quick weekly drone that we did get in following our 12 products of Christmas episode. Yeah, we are still getting listener mail in on that, by the way, by a load of companies and people out there disappointed that we did not pick their particular brand, their product, their uh, whatever they were trying to sell. So, yes, unfortunately, we could not include everyone under the sun. We did say that in the episodes and, you know, we, we did not shout out everyone. We do understand that. We did have to whittle it down to a final 12, I guess, on our 12 products of Christmas, what our own personal recommendations were. However, we did not discount anybody else. We said, yes, there's plenty of other great distributors, manufacturers of piping products. Go and check them out. And, well... Here's a weekly drone that we got in uh, on that very same topic. So, JD, let's hear this weekly drone. It's the weekly drone. Adding to the 12 products of Christmas. Dear Rab and team, if you were not aware, Lee and Sons Bagpipes runs the sale all December long on pipe bags. They are 20% off. It's a great deal for the holiday season. I just wanted to stop by and mention that. Have a great rest of your holiday season. Check out leeandsonsbagpipes.com slash product dash category slash pipe dash bags. And there you are. So that was a huge shameless plug right there. It's not technically what Weekly Drone is for, but fair enough. I admire your moxie. There you go. <laughs> So go and check out Lee and Sons Bagpipes. Yeah, honestly, yeah, that's a great discount. Yeah, 20%. Can't sneeze at that. There you go. Right, I'm going to get into everything. Now, we're going to tackle this huge story with only, well, the the prospect of only having two major championships in 2024. Yeah, I I just, we've had to break it down into component parts because this story is so large and cumbersome. We really didn't know where to begin. And whenever I was talking about this at the start of the show, I wasn't joking. Where do I begin with this? Uh, Because this is a story that goes all the way back to 2019 and even before then. Like, this has echoes throughout the decades, if you wish. So, depends on just how far back you want to go in the history books as to where we are now. So, the way we're going to tackle this is in three parts. And the first thing we're going to tackle is where we were. So where did this all stem from? So, yeah, I think at this point, before we get into where we were, I'm going to take a little brief break at this point, and then we'll come right back, and we're going to start tackling this huge topic. Do you wish piping could be fun again? Bagpipers around the world continue to struggle with their instrument, despite hours of hard work trying to get better. Bagpiping should be fulfilling. Your hard work should pay off. Showing improvement and the freedom to express yourself musically. Or why do it? 
The Dojo University believe every piper should be able to free themselves from musical frustration. Proven over more than a decade of successful teaching and accessible anywhere with an internet connection, the Dojo is unlike any other bagpipe learning experience in the world. Let the Dojo channel your enthusiasm into a fun and fulfilling program that will empower you with the knowledge to fall in love with piping all over again. So go to dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab and take advantage of our 30 day free trial of Dojo Premium Membership. Join the global community of students today and rediscover the fun of bagpiping. dojouniversity.com forward slash big grab for a 30 day free trial. And we're back. And yes, you do need to go and check out that amazing promotion there with the Piper's Dojo. Seriously, uh, we, we've been promoting it now for ages, and but for good reason. We do know a lot of people that have had a lot of great success with it. And so, yeah, we're more than happy to champion it. I have to say as well that there's a lot of great drumming content on there as well. Yeah, so for any drummers out there, don't just uh, discount it because it says Piper's Dojo on there. Yeah, it should also be called the Drummer's Dojo, I guess. But yeah, yeah, go and check it out. Shout out to Andrew and everybody there at the Piper's Dojo. Fantastic offer there. Go and check that out. All right, let's get into it. Right, for those of you who have no idea what the heck I'm talking about, well, on last week's episode of the Big Rab Show podcast, we talked about the news story that dropped from the RSPBA Board of Directors where they announced that we will have the prospect of only two major championships next season all right now for a lot of people the writing has been on the wall for this for quite a while now this is where we're coming into part one of our discussion all right part one out of a possible three. First of all we have to talk about where we were all right where did this possibly stem from in the beginning in my opinion now you can have your own and you can draw your own conclusion it may well it may well have started long before this However, I think that we are still honestly suffering a hangover from the headquarters redevelopment situation. Do you remember all of that? Yeah. Now, I know I'm being completely controversial in saying this, but I still believe that this is a huge hangover from the redevelopment of the RSPBA headquarters. That decision to spend over £1.2 million worth of money that was sitting in the RSPBA coffers to redevelop their headquarters building. That was a huge controversy at the time. Now, whenever we're continuing to ask questions about it that still remain unanswered, we're now starting to see answers starting to come through from the board of directors to say that, yeah, the decisions based on the redevelopment of headquarters were voted in by their members. Now... That kind of has changed in recent years, yeah, because what we heard at the time is that there wasn't much of an option given. There wasn't a say, you know, will we spend this money or will we not spend this money? It was a decision for members to say, well, here, we're spending this money, we're redeveloping headquarters, and it's happening. And that's pretty much how it was put to members at the time. We did report that story. At the time, of course, it's been all across the local press and we do know everything that fell out from this. And we're still sort of dealing with it now. (laughs) That situation has not gone away and has left the RSPBA in a bit of a financial hole. (laughs) 
because, well, as we know, competitions for the RSPBA are huge revenue spinners. And now, the prospect of only having two majors this incoming season, that's a genuine concern. So, let's look back. Where did this all stem from? The decision by the board of directors to redevelop the headquarters building in Washington Street in Glasgow and spend 1.2 million of members' money on a building in Glasgow was a controversial one. There was articles aplenty. We have two or three different podcasts dedicated all to that issue, which still has not yeah, it hasn't borne fruit, I guess. There has been countless questions asked. There has been requests for publications on the tendering process. How was it tendered? Oh, there was five tenders received. There was five companies involved. Okay, what was the process? What was the criteria? How were the, you know? How did we reach the decision to award a contract to whoever got the redevelopment contract? Oh, we'll give you that information. That has yet to materialize as for how the money exactly was spent what you know 1.2 million is quite a lot of money and when you consider that amount of money spent on one building you would expect it to be all bells and whistles wouldn't you you know like the building would be shining like a new penny and would be filled with all of the latest mod cons um but as we found in recent months uh, a summer school that was held in rspba headquarters in glasgow had to yeah had to function without music stands and there was a bit of an online fundraiser ran by Scott Curry uh where people put in donations to buy the pupils of the summer school music stands now 1.2 million worth of a redevelopment fund for a headquarters building that would be used for schools and things like this and um yeah music stands weren't available so i guess This is still kind of a bit of a hangover from this. Now, we do know you can go and read all of these articles and draw your own conclusions. You can go back and listen to all of our podcasts as we talked about this situation on the decisions that were made by the board of directors at the time. And members were told about it. I don't believe they were actually asked to decide on it is the thing. But now, whenever we're asking questions now here in 2023, asking about questions about the redevelopment that was carried out back in 2019-2020, we're being told, oh, it was voted on by the members unanimously, and uh, that was it. Uh, But no, it wasn't technically voted on by members. Uh, They weren't really given much of a choice. They were kind of told, this is what's happening, folks. We're spending the money. We're getting a new class building. Isn't it lethal? Happy days. Anyway. But I believe this is where this all started. All right, we're not going to be talking about the headquarters redevelopment here. That's a huge topic on its own that hasn't really gone away, as I've said. But this is kind of the impetus of where it all started, because that emptied the coffers. The bank account was empty. And we, the RSPBA themselves as an organization, were nearly running in the red. They did manage to keep things afloat, however, over the course of the pandemic with various different government schemes and loans and everything applied for. They did manage to keep the wheels turning. They managed to keep an administrative staff there and keep things going through furlough payments and things like that through the British government. They were able to keep things going up until they were able to open the gates again on a brand new season. Where the hope was is that, yeah, we're holding a brand new season, folks. Competitions are happening, so we'll start to see a new revenue stream coming back into the coffers. And things will be good. But. (laughs) 
But, um, yeah, as we can see, uh, we've looked back at the finances of the RSPBA themselves, and they do make for some quite interesting reading. There's one in particular that was published in 2019 uh, where they detail the expenses that had to be paid out for each championship. Now, in case you don't know, uh, the RSPBA would normally run five major championships in the season. We would have the UK's, the Scottish, the British, the Euros and the World's. The World Championships, of course, being the biggest one. And throughout all of these, all will have their own different set of expenses. Now, you have... I don't know. Uh, back in 2019, they had a full public, you know, full financial statement published as part of the minutes for that board of directors meeting, and everything was listed here: the prize money, the you know official expenses, the programs, the compilers' expenses, radio hire, uh, presentations to people, uh, trophy expenses. There, there's so much listed here against each event, and it's very detailed. And it was great to see how members' money was being spent. Uh, so you were able to go in and, for example, I'm just going to pluck out of the hat here, the 2019 British Championships. All right? 2019 British Championships, the prize money, uh, the money spent on prizes was 22,300 quid. There you are. The compiler's expenses for the British, 262 pounds. All right, there you go. So the stewards' expenses on the British Championships, 2,300, you're getting the picture. You're able to break it down for all the different, different levels within an event and how much it cost and then... Basically, a balance sheet for all members to see, right, this is how we spent your money this year, all right? We ran a European, a British, a Scottish, a UK, a Worlds, and this is how much it cost us, and the breakdown of it. Now, from what I can see, I have been doing plenty of research here. I've been getting guys on the Big Rab Show team to help as well, and we've been delving back through all of the kind of financial records, and from 2019 onwards, there's been no further breakdown like this. We do believe back in 2019 when the discussion around the headquarters redevelopment was happening that um, detailed financial information like this was now suddenly seen as a negative and going, hold on, maybe we shouldn't publish this. Now, I don't know why that was decided, uh, but yeah, we can't find any other financial statement from 2019 onwards. So looking at the breakdown of 2019, that's the best kind of figures that we can kind of best guess on, I guess. So, what we can see here, now this is obviously a huge area of concern and I think this was kind of raised at that AGM back in 2019 and I think that's the reason why these are no longer being published. I'm talking about official expenses. Now, I'm not talking about expenses that were claimed by adjudicators. That's something different altogether. Yes, I, myself personally, I'm all for it pay your adjudicators they are doing a pretty difficult job on the day let's face it so yeah adjudicators do have expenses and they do need to be paid for their service absolutely but what i'm talking about here is officials now on the day of a competition a person who is earmarked as an official would normally be a director Yes, a member of the board of directors. And with each major competition, you can see here that there has been quite a large sum of money that makes up the makeup of every financial statement for each competition. So, for example, let's look at the Euros. The European Championships that was held in 2019, the official expenses as part of that competition 
was £20,589. Now, as to what that 20 and a half grand was made up of for the Euros, I'm not sure. Was it travel, hotel, meals, all that stuff for our board of directors? No clue. No idea what that 20 grand was made up of, but that's quite a large chunk of change, isn't it? Now, whenever you look at the World Championships, our biggest competition on the calendar, our officials, our board of directors, again, had expenses listed here in 2019 at 16,375 of expenses. Again, quite a huge yeah, chunk of change. So, again, this is the latest record we've been able to see on this unofficial expenses. But what we have seen in recent meetings of the RSPBI Board of Directors is that they have put forward motions at the annual general meetings now, I think twice now, to be able to pay themselves an attendance fee. We have spoke about this in previous Big Rab shows where there's been this motion put forward by directors wanting to pay themselves a fee for attendance at competitions. So, yeah, unfortunately that has been shot down by bands. Bands had voted it down twice now. I think on the second occasion there was an eight-page document or something like that produced on this and a whole reasoning behind why the the payment of a director allowance, basically, you know, why it should be put forward and why it should go ahead. Um, But that eight-page document and all of that was, again, voted on by members, and they said, no, no chance. Nope, you're not paying yourself a fee for turning up to a competition. So, anyway, the long and short of it is, the more we have delved into the financials here of the RSPBA, the more concerns it has with how competitions are, you know, the financial makeup of them. Why are these events so expensive? And whenever we go into the the looking of it, I guess, we can see possible places here where we can make savings, I guess. So official expenses could definitely be one area uh, that could definitely have an effect for this incoming season. We'll get into that to where we are and where we're going. Anyway, so this all stems from the headquarters redevelopment in the beginning. This is what made members pay attention to the financials to begin with. You know, normally you would see, you know, the the treasurer or whatever would stand up at a meeting, give a little bit of a, a, a chat about, oh, here, the bank account's looking well, folks. Aye, everyone's okay. We've paid for all our bills and, yeah, we're looking forward to next year. And that's normally what it would be. You don't just nod, nod your head and go, aye, okay, yep, mm-hmm, grant, no bother. Yeah, and move on. Uh, but since that headquarters redevelopment debacle everyone now has taken a very keen interest in the financials so that's where it was back then 2019 and then rolling through the pandemic which financially was a struggle for the association as well as bands themselves it was a very difficult time and now we've been trying to rebuild our competition season as we can now see the financials have definitely come into play whenever it comes to organizing our future competition season in 2024 Now, all of my sources that I've been quoting on this, you can go on the RSPBA website and view this yourself. You can go and download all of these documents that are available there now. Uh, So, yeah, you can go have a read at them yourselves. I'm not disclosing any financial information that isn't already out there in the public domain. So don't get worried about that. All right, good. Oh, Rob, what are you doing? 
But suffice to say, it's very detailed. We've seen evidence back in 2019 that there was considerable amount of money being spent on official expenses. And that raised the question. And ever since the question was raised, there's been no official answer to it. And those financial details have not been published since. Anyway, so from all of this headquarters thing and the financial hangover from that, just at the start of this year, we had the announcement around the 10th of February from Colin Mulhern himself saying that the British Championship had been cancelled. And we reported on that story at the time, of course. So I'm going to go back and read that statement again by Colin Mulhern. It said, on the 10th of February earlier this year, it said, following consideration of the extensive feedback from RSPBA branches, individuals and existing event promoters, a viable solution to spread the championship grades across minor competitions cannot be found. This is primarily due to the substantial knock-on effects to already established local events. This will come into play later on in the pod. You'll yeah, you'll find out why I'm reading this. It goes on to say, The board of directors shared the disappointment of the membership in being unable to find a solution and are now working on securing promoters and venues for the 2024 season and beyond. And that was published by Colin Mulhern. It was signed by the RSPBA chairman, Kevin Riley, on the 10th of February this year. Yeah. So, back then, when we were talking about the cancellation of this competition of the British Championship, we were all saying, oh, hold on, is this the first domino to fall? Will there be others? Now, as you know, our season this year, it was what it was. We had one less major, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, the season was what it was. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we reported on the, the entire season this year. We had such a great time. There was a lot of great music played. Some great competitions as well. I have to give the RSPBA full credit here. There was some real cracking good competitions had. Uh, so uh, I guess we'll move on from there. But yeah, the cancellation of that championship really did raise a few eyebrows. A lot of people, there was a lot of online social commentary on this. And a lot of people were going, oh, hold on. Writing's on the wall here. That's the first one to fall. Uh, what's going to happen next year? But we did have that little line that was added in there by Kevin Riley to say that they're already working on 2024 with promoters and everything. <clears throat> right. So that's where we were. Okay. Now, a lot of people were saying, of course, that, you know, the writing is on the wall. Yep. That's the cancellation of the British. What's next? Well... Yeah, for all of those people who were saying, I told you so, and and there's a lot. (laughs) That was where we were. So we're about to get into where we are right now. And that in itself is a very tangled web. But I just wanted to put everything into context first. Whenever you're thinking about this topic in its entirety, you need to think back over the decades, possibly. You know, with the leadership who were in place various throughout various, you know, tales of controversy, I guess. And the redevelopment of headquarters was certainly one of them. And we're still sort of suffering that hangover, I guess. And then we've seen the first major being cancelled, I get post-pandemic. And now we have what we have for the 2024 season. And let's get into everything now with where we are now. Whether you're performing in a parade, on the field, 
are on the grandest stage. Our marching drums will be your trusted companion, lightweight, durable, and crafted for maximum comfort. You'll feel the power of every beat without compromising your performance. With a wide range of sizes, styles, and customizations, you can find the perfect drum to suit your unique needs and preferences. March with greatness. Elevate your sound and create a lasting impact with the BDC Axial Snare Drum. Now's the time to stand out from the crowd and make your mark on the world with British Drum Company. Visit BritishDrumCo.com for information on all our marching drums. Unleash your true potential. And we're back. Right, so that was where we were. Now, I'm sure I was kind of telling everybody news that you already know, all right? But we've put it into this week's pod for context, okay? Now, a lot of this stuff has been, in the past, there's been a serious amount of strong opinions on it uh, from across the range, I guess. We've done our best to cover it at that time, okay? So I've done my best to try and summarize what was back then, quite a complicated thing with all of the financial details of you know director's expenses meeting expenses the the sheer costs that it you know took to run the office and then to redevelop it as well and then now what we're left with is an office that that I don't think anybody really uses it currently um I don't know if any band currently practices in it I think bands have requested to use the building for band practices and such but uh they found that they have to pay to use the building and uh, there's a booking system in place and you have to be out by a certain time and I don't know, that that's another tangled web in itself. Anyway, we're not talking about headquarters anymore. We are talking about the situation as it stands right now. Let's get into where we are. The announcement that dropped on the 7th of December officially by the RSPBA came as no surprise because it was published unofficially by pipestrums.com. <laughs> yeah, a letter was issued to all member bands of the RSPBA and then, yeah, I think within a matter of hours, it was published on pipestrums.com. And then that kind of forced the hand of the RSPBA who had this, at this point, had not released an official statement um, that kind of did force the hand and go, well, okay, right, okay. Pipe, Pipe Strums published it, so we're going to have to publish it now on our website. So that's what they did. So let's read the statement verbatim, all right? Now, bear with me because there's a lot of real interesting information in here, and we need to delve into the detail. I think that's where the devil is. The devil's in the detail, not what they say. All right, let's get into the statement. It says, to all members of the RSPBA. Now, this comes from, of course, the chairman, Kevin Riley. It says, um, I would like to get a message to you as soon as it became clear to the board of directors the situation regarding major championships in the 2024 season. Now, keeping in mind that Kevin had a statement out in February the same year. Mm, there. See why I read that? There you go. Let's move on. At this moment in time, I can only confirm that we have the Scottish Championships in Levengrove Park in Dumbarton on the 27th of July and the begin the World Championships in Glasgow Green on the 16th and 17th of August. All right, next, next paragraph. I can imagine the disappointment that this will bring to many of our outstanding bands who support the RSPBA year on year. 
it is very disappointing to the board of directors who have worked tirelessly to secure major championships for the last two years. We have been working with many local authorities and private entities, not only in Scotland, but England, Northern Ireland and ERA. Moving on. As you are aware, many local authorities are finding the money situation as difficult as everyone else. And they tell us they don't have the disposable income to commit to 2024. Many of the meetings we have had are looking looking towards local authorities hosting major championships in 2025 and 26 and onwards. We will continue to be involved in these discussions. One local authority has indicated they won't be able to tell us until January 2024 if they intend on hosting a major championship. Okay, next paragraph. The board of directors have a group in place to look at some alternatives for the 2024 season. More information will be distributed when I have it. All the very best for the 2024 season and have a Merry Christmas and a prosperous New Year. Are you kidding me? Sorry. Right, um, <laughs> this statement, uh, as we mentioned on last week's podcast, was an absolute bombshell to the piping world. I cannot tell you just how devastating this is to everyone involved in the competitive pipe band scene. <sighs> crazy, absolutely crazy. And let's get into some of the points that was raised in this, okay? Now, in this statement... At no point does the chairman mention that this was a failure of the board of directors to organise the five major championship. It was all very much pointed towards the local authorities. Now, in the past, we've been very aware that the local authorities running these major championships have been nothing but supportive. And, if anything, have been running quite a lot of these events at a loss. And, you know, putting forward the money and meeting the cost price, and if not exceeding it, and the budget-wise, to try and make sure that the event happens. And, yeah, in his words about the local authorities, you know, a lot of them have been staunch supporters of pipe band activities in the past. Putting out a statement like this, I'm sure will, yeah, it could be potentially damaging, and it may well rub them up the wrong way, as we say here in Northern Ireland. And coming out with a statement like this, Talking about the local authorities in such a negative light, that may kind of turn them off and possibly supporting any future event. That was a bit of a gamble, we felt. And yeah, we just don't know why that was included in the statement. Why the need to kind of, I don't know, not badmouth, but to kind of say, Hey folks, look, it's not the board of directors' fault here. It's the local authorities. It's all their fault. They don't have the money to pay. And that's it. All right. So, I don't know. The other thing that I find really interesting about this is the group that they have now in place to look at alternatives. All right. Now, there is no details as to who is in this working group. Uh, The board of directors, I'll just read the paragraph again, have a group in place to look at some alternatives for the 2024 season. Who's in this group? What alternatives are they looking at? Are they looking at alternative venues? Or are they looking at what you tried before but didn't work and bringing major championship titles to minor competitions? Well, that gets unpacked in a little while, and we'll talk about that. But yeah, this major championship group that has been established, uh, no idea who they are, what they're doing, um, but we're fascinated to find out a lot more. 
But the situation as it stands right now, we have two major championships confirmed for 2024. Now, again, there's been no mention of this being a failure on the behalf of the board of directors to be able to secure five major championships for this incoming season. But it has, as you can imagine, raised a ton of eyebrows in the bagpiping world. And ourselves here in the Big Rab Show, we have been in receipt of, I mean, hundreds of emails <laughs> ever since this dropped. Uh, our email address is always bigrabshow at gmail.com. Never changes. You can always email us in. And I have no doubt we'll get some emails after this week's episode. So bigrabshow at gmail.com. There you go. Send them into it. So, uh, right. We got a ton of emails, and a lot of you wanted to remain anonymous. And that's fine, and we will continue down that line. A lot of you will not want to be disclosed. But the amount of people out there who were saying how bitterly disappointed they were is an understatement. There's a lot of players out there, pipers, drummers, drum majors, who have had a great 2023 season, perhaps have had an incredibly successful season, and found themselves, who were originally playing in a lower grade band, now being given the opportunity to play in a band possibly in the top flight. Alright? And now you're thinking, oh, what a chance. Wow, I get to play five major championships in a grade one band for the first time. You know, imagine that sense of pride, being able, you know, achieving that. And being able to pull the uniform on and head into the circle with your band in grade one. But now, that's only going to happen twice instead of a possible five. Yikes. That was just one example uh, from a few people out there who were saying all the work that they've done over the last few years have come to fruition. They now got their chance to play in the top flight. And now, essentially, a lot of it has been taken away. Let's move on. I think we're going to try and lift the mood a little bit. As much as this is as negative as it is, and let's face it, it is hugely negative, uh, we're about to get into um, some weekly drones. Hopefully this will raise our spirits a little bit. I know a lot of you folks out there have been submitting weekly drones. Uh, There's been a lot of them. Uh, But first of all, I think we got a message in here from, uh, from old Joe. Hey, Rabbits, your pal old Joe. Uh, Just wanted you to know that the holidays are here, full of cheer. And the only, and I mean only thing I want for Christmas is for the RSPBA to do its damn job. The hot tub can only get so full, and bands here need competition. God bless you, Rab, and God bless the Big Rab Show. <laughs> um, okay, and God bless you, Joe Biden. There you go. Uh, that was a very random one. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't know. This chat GPT thing is very concerning because that sounded real. Didn't it? I don't know. Do you think Joe Biden is a, a piping fan? Anyway, I don't know. There you go. That was fun. Um, so, yeah, a lot of people complaining. Uh, we need competitions. All right, but let's seriously get into the first weekly drone. Okay? <laughs> oh, right. JD, come on. Lay us on us. But have you got a weekly drone? I know you do. Let's hear it. It's the weekly drone. Pretty disgusted with the RSPBA at the moment. Waiting until fees were paid before finally announcing the news we all expected is a bit low. The association needs a dramatic overhaul, possibly with 
competing member band members on some form of steering group. There will be organizations somewhere that can help to get the other majors over the line, I'm sure. The current association leadership is clearly doing a terrible job of selling what we do to councils and businesses for securing events. Ah, Weekly Droner, yes. The topic of fees were on a lot of emails, but as you just heard there in that Weekly Drone, yeah, there has been no talk about a reduction in fees. Now, as you might imagine, the RSPBA themselves as an organization does need finance to run. We just talked about it earlier. They have loads of administrative fees and expenses that need covered. And, well, a lot of it, not all of it, but it's certainly covered by membership fees paid by bands each year. Now, we have talked about this with other branches around the world, of course, other organizations who have reduced or completely frozen or just said, hey, you're not paying fees this year. We weren't able to run a competition due to a pandemic, right? Well, we don't have any such excuse anymore. There is no pandemic, but hey, we now only have two majors. So will we see a reduction in our fees? And the answer is no. Uh, So there's been no such talk about a reduction in fees as a result of having only two majors. As for your suggestion there about a possible steering group, now, I do believe that's a great idea, especially if it's made up of competitive members who are from the scene, knowledgeable, and could hopefully help in some way. Now, that, in my opinion, would be really Really interesting. Now, I do know that a lot of people within the membership of RSPBA and competing bands will definitely have the expertise to run quite a stellar event. And I know there's ones out there that do work in the event organization field and could definitely help out. So a steering group, absolutely. But such a thing has not been uh, sought. It hasn't been requested. Uh, you know, there hasn't been an email went out to members saying, hey, can anybody help us? There's been nothing like that. Instead, there's been a group already established, made up of mystery people that we don't know who they are, and they're working away on the, yeah, a possible solution, or they're working on stuff for 25 and 26. Uh, I think they may well have abandoned all hope for 2024. Anyway, but uh, yeah, Weekly Droner, all good suggestions there, I would argue. And But yes, you do echo the opinion of a lot of people out there in the piping world who are pretty frustrated with the board of directors right now. Now, whenever you say you're frustrated at RSPBA, I do assume that's who you're talking about. The board of directors, the folks at the top, the top brass who are making all the decisions. Uh, The RSPBA themselves are the members, all the bands, you know. So, yeah, yeah, I'm getting into semantics now. But there you go. Thank you, Weekly Droner. I do appreciate your input there. Thank you. Let's get on to the next Weekly Drone then, JD. Come on, let us have it. Weekly Drone. Rab. The success of the RSPBA is partly determined by reviewing the number of successful championships operated and held within the UK during the reporting period, as per their objectives and aims in their annual accounts. Minor contests and smaller bands are vanishing left, right, and center. 2024 looks like just two majors, and 2023 had four. And even at that, there were question marks over the recording of the judging results. Notes from a recent meeting documented, 
all directors should be on duty at the World Championships, even for a few hours? Really? On our biggest day of the year? I'm sorry. If this was any other business, folk would be sacked or the whole operation shut down. We need a vote of no confidence for the current leadership team. We need the right people running the organization from the top down, and we need to be engaging with large corporations to help support and sponsor championships again. If not, we need bands to break away and start afresh, possibly having pipe band festivals or exhibitions using different styles of competition format and locations. While many of us play for the enjoyment, a lot of business rely on the competition scheme. It's time for a change, and that time is now. Mm, some strong opinions there, I think, Weekly Droner, but yeah, all perfectly valid, and has been part of the conversation right now. Um, there is a very strong opinion out there from folk in the piping scene um, about a vote of no confidence. That, yeah, they have no confidence now in the decisions being made by the current board of directors. And, yeah, they, they are seeing that this two majors confirmed as being a huge indicator in the direction of where our piping scene is going. And they believe that change is necessary uh, to bring five majors back and to yeah, start putting some more money back into the coffers again. Yeah, I, I don't know. That As for a breakaway organization, we have talked about that on the show before. It's been suggested in various different social media uh, comment boxes and such. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know uh, how that would work. Um, I'm not a huge fan of, uh, well, golf, I think, is one example where they had two rival organizations. Uh, one splintered off and started doing its own thing. And then there was like two big golf organizations. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a golf fan. Uh, but apparently there was the same thing in the darts world. Uh, that there's two rival darts organizations and they both hold world championships. So, uh, again, I'm not a darts fan. Uh, but, you know, uh, you do see examples of this in the sporting world, you know. Uh, where someone who's a race car driver wants to go and race in a certain organization and then says, nah, I want to go over here and make more money and race for these other other organization. So it can happen. So do you think that'll happen in the piping world now? Do you think we'll have someone who's an RSPBA world champion and then we'll have someone who is a Big Rab Show world champion, possibly? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I know I'm joking and making light of the situation, but honestly, it is a genuine question that could be a very real prospect. And I guess if it happens, it happens. And we will certainly be keeping across both worlds as best we can, both organizations. And so that's that's a very interesting uh, hmm, proposal there. But uh, yeah, as for where we're going and the possible vote of no confidence and all of that we'll talk about that in the third part of this week's pod all right because that's kind of the repercussions of all of this and where we're going but right now we're talking about where we are okay so well hi first of all thank you to those weekly donors for submitting those really appreciate it and of course as always you can send us on your own weekly drones bigrabshow.com big button right at the top of the page and uh yeah you can send us in your own thoughts and opinions on this situation yeah completely anonymously there you are so that was a couple of listeners there who did just that okay 
let's move on to the next part of where we are now. Now, as I've just said, I read the statement that was published there on the RSPBA website on the 7th of December. And the very next day, this I don't know, I was quite amazed by this. There was an article published in PipingPress.com. Now, PipingPress.com have been relatively quiet this last while. And um, we do know that Piping Press seemed to have some sort of exclusive access to the chairman and the chief exec and all of these people uh, who are part of the board of directors on the top brass within RSPBA. And we do know that they give frequent interviews to Piping Press and they yeah publish these interviews. And the following day, the next day, the only reason I'm giving off, right? <laughs> you're all going to laugh now. The only reason you're giving off, I'm giving off, is because every time I email into RSPBA, it's like it goes in the bin. You may as well forget about it. And whenever I phone the office, the person who works in the office, they know me, and they, you know, they're quite cordial and say, "Yes, Rob, no problem. No, pro- if you could put that in writing to us, and we'll get back to you. We promise we'll get an answer. Okay, no problem. Uh, even if it's a no, I'd be quite happy as long as it's something. Just tell me, nah, Rob, we're not up for an interview, whatever. Cool. So yes, 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 we'll get back to you and just send it in writing. And so send it in writing. Of course, it disappears. Poof, gone. Uh, well, <laughs> that seems to be our experience here in the Big Rob Show, right? Uh, no matter countless attempts to get interviews with the, anyone from the board of directors, that's always just, pfft, I don't know. You may as well just whistle in the wind, as they say. But here we are, pipingpress.com. The very next day, following this huge announcement, they have an interview published with Kevin Riley, the chairman of the RSPBA. <clears throat> right, so let's get into this article because it really does make for quite interesting reading. Now, Kevin Riley, who is the chairman, had apparently confirmed that nothing is off the table in the association's quest to find venues for the three major championships next summer that hadn't been confirmed. So he he is quoted here as saying, if, for example, the Kyle Games, all the All-Ireland Championships come a-calling, then they will consider them. Now, that was a lot of the online chatter. There was a serious amount of online commentary, all talking about this situation, following the publication of this article, uh, some of which we're about to get into. And, yeah, they were all talking about, oh, well, what about this venue and that venue and this competition, that competition? Yeah, but it looks like things Kevin Riley is up for talking about all of these. You know? Nothing's off the table. Uh, he also says here, it is time to think outside the box said Mr. Riley. We have a team actively looking at all the options. This also includes sponsorship. We might have to take on shared responsibility with an events organizer. Hmm. Now, that one interested me. The reason it interests me, because I do know in the past, with various other major championships way before the pandemic rolled in, is that sponsorships by big companies at the time uh, were offered to RSPBA. Um, said, hey, we're going to pay you X amount of pounds uh, if you would allow us to put, you know, like advertising bollards around the arena. You know, we will pay you, I don't know, a silly amount of money if you would let us put like bunting up or something that has our company name on them. Um, and the RSPBA turned it down, apparently. Yeah. Uh, But now, suddenly, this is now an option. And I'll leave that one there. 
Uh, Kevin goes on to say, our team is working tirelessly. Oh, I've just read that one. What am I talking about? Oh, no, I haven't. Right. Our team is working tirelessly. <laughs> tirelessly to find solutions. We are open to any date, any geographical area, and we have contacted towns all over the north of England, Scotland, and Northern Ireland. That's news. We didn't know that. But there we are. We have it in a coded article right now. Uh, moving on, he says, We have produced a pack detailing how they would make money from a championship. The economic impact is positive and considerable. Okay, let's move on. It is estimated, for example, that Dumbarton makes between £1.5 and £2 million pounds from its staging of the Scottish. And they give free entry to everyone. Right, I'm going to stop reading now at this point. I can't go any further. I can't, right, I want to know... Uh, right, where did he get these numbers from? Okay. <laughs> the revenue made by Dumbarton and from this competition of 1.5 or upwards to £2 million pounds in revenue? What? Okay, I, I just don't know where that information is quantifiable and how it's being portrayed out to other areas to say, right, okay, if you host the British Championships, uh, you're going to bring in at least two million quid to your town. Right, I just don't know how that is possible. I, I would be really interested to see how that is quantifiable, how it's verifiable, how it's put together. I just don't know. Uh, so, I don't know, all of this conversation about thinking outside the box, looking for alternative financial arrangements, working with promoters and event organizers, I, I'm going to throw myself under the bus here, all right? Now, I know this is a controversial episode already, but I'm going to suggest something that <laughs> might be a bit crazy here. But why hasn't the out-of-the-box thinking been used years ago? You know... Things like sponsorship or using a bona fide events promoter or organized. Why, why hasn't that been considered in the past? Why is it only a thing that's being done now? I don't know. Am I mad? Am I crazy? I probably am. Uh, but yes, this out-of-the-box thinking isn't really out-of-the-box thinking for me. Uh, I think it's kind of, whenever you're running a huge event like this, it would be kind of in-the-box thinking. You know, how can we... You know, engage with you know outside companies to make this event even more successful. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy. Anyway, moving on. We're going to continue on with this article now. <sighs> okay. Moreover, uh, apparently Kevin Riley had said that Aberdeen had made profit from running the Euros last year, and the event was so successful that local pipe bands have launched an online petition to have it restored. And he went on to say, "I went to thank them for it." And I can confirm that I have signed it. So Kevin Riley signed the online petition to save the Aberdeen hosting of the Euros. I'm going to leave that one there. All right, let's move on, Rob. I'm getting worked up. On to the next one. Ah, <laughs> oh, right. The interview continues. He said, We like the idea of the Worlds being the final event, the climax of our season. But if we have to go beyond that date, then we have to go beyond that date. Which is fair enough. Okay? We understand that. He goes, he goes on. He, he talks a little bit more about hashtag the Majors team. 
So, the Majors team are exploring how a championship could be split over several minor competitions. For example, a Grade 3 British Championships at Dunbar, for example. So, apparently, th- that names were just chosen at random to illustrate his point. But, I would argue here, that's been tried before. It was tried last year. Well, this year, I guess. It was tried earlier, wasn't it? And then we had that earlier statement. Remember, back in February, Moon said, Hi, we tried to put that together. Didn't work. So, we don't have a British Championships, folks. <laughs> Are you seeing a bit of a pattern here? Anyway... Let's move on. He continues to say what a boost that would be for minor competitions. And he also says, I don't think that the logistics would be insurmountable. Okay, there's a lot to digest here, folks, isn't there, in this interview? So let's carry on. Given the difficulties, he says, we are having, it is clear that the old council contract model is not fit for purpose. What about sponsorship, he says? I believe this would be attractive to companies. Think of the exposure their name and products would get with their hoardings around the Grade 1 arena at a major championships. Yes, this has been suggested before. And, as I mentioned, it has been shot down before. Uh, RSPBA very much been wanting to run these events in-house. And, yeah, bringing in outside... You know, manufacturers, companies, advertisers, event promoters, and that was always kind of seen as a negative thing. But now, we're now seeing it as a positive. Another line that he adds into the interview here says, Videos of these events are watched by tens of thousands of people around the world. Yeah, but do you remember hashtag StreamGate? Anyway, uh, let's move on. Uh, I can assure all our member bands that we are working very hard on a way forward. No effort is being spared. In the meantime, I want to thank everyone for their support and suggestions. Hey, there you go. You can go and read that entire interview, by the way. It's up there now, pipingpress.com, and I would urge you to go and read at it, and uh, perhaps read it when you're sitting down. Okay, because the more you read at it, either the more angry you get, like me, or... <laughs> oh, man, I just don't know. It just continues to, uh, to ask more questions. Like, why was this out-of-the-box thinking not employed before we have the situation we have now? Why, why only now? Ugh. Right, so again, if you do want to read that article, do draw your own conclusions, okay? All right. Let's, so that's where we are right now. Okay, now, you may well have caught this on social media, or you may not, uh, but ourselves in the Big Rab Show team, we have just released a bit of a Christmas video at this time of year. Now, normally, we would do this, and it's kind of in celebration of our piping world, I guess, uh, you know, where we talk about, oh, hey, wasn't it a great year? Let's look forward to next year, all that kind of stuff. Well, we couldn't let this situation go, you know, unnoticed i guess so we had to write yeah we had to write a letter to santa dear santa hmm. now what do i want for christmas what do you think big fella uh, all i want for christmas uh, what is it is five major 
Championships in 2024. Your friend, Big Rab. Yeah, I think that'll do. Aye, good stuff. <laughs> Silent night, holy night, board of directors, head out of sight, drop the big bombshell on this festive time, sent a bunch of emails to spread the good news. Confirmed. Only two majors confirmed. Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. 
visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. And we're back. Yeah, that's a wee bit of Christmassy fun there, I guess. Some people have suggested that that could possibly be uh, the Christmas number one. (laughs) Not so sure about that, but hey, it was a bit of fun. There you go. So we poked fun at the situation, I guess, and had a bit of a laugh, I suppose. Trying to make people smile this Christmas time. So there you go. But right, let's get into the third and final part of this week's pod. Uh, dealing with this terrible situation, I guess, of having two major championships in the calendar and not else. Right. Where does that leave us and where are we going, I guess? Well, into 2024, it's, yeah, we're going into a season with just two major championships. Now, this has huge repercussions in the bagpiping world. Number one has to be financial. As we've mentioned at the very beginning of the pod, that competitions are a huge stream of revenue for the RSPBA as an organisation. Obviously, the World Championships being one of the biggest, but obviously having five majors is a lot more lucrative than having two. Now, will we see the RSPBA uh, doing some financial moving and shaking and being clever and hopefully, you know, Again, continuing to put money into the coffers, or will they just draw a line under this season, say it's a dead loss, and then, right, okay, we're looking at 2025 now. Um, Don't know. But also financially for the bandsmen and women, the competitors out there who have invested a serious amount of finance and time in the want of being competitive, in the hope of lifting that major championship, and now they no longer have that option. That's a huge investment that is no longer going to be paid back, I guess. So that's a huge loss in itself. Another loss, possibly financially, is for all of those manufacturers, distributors, tutors. There's so many people out there that depend on the competitive season for their livelihoods. All right? All of those people that you see that have stands and stalls at events, you know, the vendors, obviously, they depend heavily on events like this. Uh, but, you know, people will no longer be racing out to get a brand new set of sticks uh, because their previous set cracked over the weekend. Or, oh, we just we threw a drum head on Saturday. We had to get a new one. So, you know, sales of instruments, equipment, uniform, all of that now that we don't have a huge competitive season to deal with. I dare say that we will see a huge financial decrease in money being invested in piping uh, equipment, instruments, paraphernalia, all of that stuff. We dare say that we will see a huge financial downturn for a lot of our businesses in the piping scene. That will be a massive impact that I don't believe has been fully considered at this point. The reduction of major championships will have a knock-on effect for all of our manufacturers, distributors, Everyone involved in the piping scene will take a huge hit as a result. Now, I don't know. that I've talked about the investment of time and effort by the membership themselves, but also for those who are making money as part of their livelihood. But we also have to talk about the various different areas in which these competitions are held. Now, we did, you know, we give figures earlier that Kevin Riley said in his interview of 1.5 to 2 million being made in Dumbarton. We don't know quite where he got those figures from. We are curious as to where they came from. Uh, But we do know that the World Championships have 
had, yeah, quantifiable and, yeah, you're able to see the benefit that it brings to Glasgow City each year for the Worlds. I think it is reported on, and, yeah, we can see it in local press articles as well, that the World Championships manages to bring it in quite a dose of money to Glasgow. Uh, so, yeah, this will have a knock-on effect for these council areas that would normally have held these events in the past. Yes, they've made the financial decision not to host them, but uh, they will have that knock-on effect now that they won't have that yeah, event in their area and that potential revenue from piping fans. So that's one to consider there too. Yeah. Now, as for the reasons why these championships are not being taken up by these district councils, that's another topic in itself. Why are these competitions apparently so expensive to run? One recent figure that has been quoted uh, for running a major championship in a local area has been of 150k. 150,000 quid to run a major championship. Now, as to what that 150,000 is spent on, no idea, because the breakdowns are no longer published. Remember we were saying at the very beginning of the show, back in 2019, when they were published, you were able to itemize it and see exactly how much was being claimed as expenses by officials. That made for interesting reading, didn't it? But, uh, yeah, those are no longer published, so we've no idea how such a price tag is able to be reached. So going to a district council and saying, hey, we want to throw the Euros in a field outside your town. Do you want us to come? And the council would say, okay, yeah, okay. Well, how much does it cost? 150 grand. All right. So we will pay you 150 grand to bring your competition to our town. And what are you spending that 150 grand on? Well, we've got expenses, administrative expenses, We've got prize money, trophies, travel expenses, hotels. Uh, Can you see what I'm getting at here? Uh, Yeah. When will the council see money coming back into their town? I I guess. You know, what's the money coming their direction as part of their investment? Difficult to sell, isn't it? So whenever you're looking at things such as, you know, governance costs, salaries, expenses, heating, lights, broadband expenses, website stuff there's all of that to consider as running you know a major championship so hmm, i don't know is it attractive to district councils now so as kevin said earlier in his interview in pipestrums.com that no longer seems to be fit for purpose that council contract model so will we see a change there don't know i'll have to get we'll have to wait and see i guess so Anyway, we're now talking about the possible implications for having only two majors this incoming season. And, yeah, it's just bitterly, bitterly disappointing for everyone in the piping scene to be where we are right now. I have to say, this can only be measured in a way that we mentioned on last week's pod. And we were talking about our word of the week being failure. Throughout all of these interviews statements, online commentary, comment section, all that stuff. Never once have I seen so many people saying that this is a huge failure by the board of directors. As you heard earlier in our weekly drones, people are so disappointed in the board of directors here. And they're saying that this is a huge, huge deal. (laughs) And... You know, the mismanagement of this, I guess, I don't know. Some people have been saying that it's mismanagement. I don't know if it is, essentially. 
I am trying to see both sides of the argument here. I do understand that financial times are tough, I guess. But there is an argument here that uh, this was apparently being worked on from February of this year. Since we had the cancellation of the British, the wheels were in motion to start the season for 2024. So they had the guts of a year to put a season together. But here we are with two majors and we're left wanting. I think our message as we've delved through all of this is that the impacts of this news will have an earth-shattering effect on our piping world. That I have absolutely no doubt. We have seen at a branch level, though, that things are certainly beginning to thrive. Now, branches over in Scotland, of course, uh, they are kind of taking the bull by the horns here. And their minor competitions, I have no doubt, will now... Uh, yeah, see a bit of a bumper season as people will now be supporting the minor competitions because there's no majors to go to. Very similar situation to right here in Northern Ireland. We've seen the RSPBA Northern Ireland branch putting out a statement saying that they're very much in full flow for organising a season this year, including some festival events um, as well as an indoor competition as well. So, yeah, things from a Northern Ireland perspective certainly seem to be in a very positive place. Uh, so, as well as other branches across Scotland and the rest of the UK, things seem to be very, yeah, very positive. But... Uh, not so positive when it comes to the majors. So you can understand the bitter disappointment that's faced by membership out there who just want to go out and play. They just want to go out, play music with their friends and compete against the best and walk away potentially with that major championship under their arm. I just can't tell you how important that is. Well, if you're listening to the Big Rab Show podcast, you probably already know how important that is. The competitions like this are the lifeblood of the bagpiping world, especially the competitive bagpiping world. And this could have huge implications rolling forward. Let's face it, 2024, we may not be able to crown a British champion, a Scottish champion, a European champion. And that in itself, I just don't know. I, I just don't have words. <laughs> the The potential, I don't know, loss that we have, music-wise. Like, I think of the performances we're now going to miss. You know, the potential to meet friends on the grass, hang out for a day, thump out some big tunes, celebrate successes together, and then talk about it on the podcast next, you know, the next week. You know, now we're not going to have that. Now we're not going to have that. So, I know we're preparing for the holidays. All right. You know, uh, next week's Big Rab Show podcast, we will be having the first of what will be the start of a series of three Big Rab Show podcasts over the course of the holidays, as we have some huge big name interviews uh, looking back at the 2023 season. Thank you, everyone, for indulging us this week as we delved into this huge topic. It's a controversial one. I have no doubt there's stuff here I've gotten wrong, uh, but I have to give a shout out to all of the Big Rabshu team who's helped me immensely uh, with our research, including you folk out there as well who have sent in your commentary, questions and queries, emails of plenty and weekly drones as well, and trying to help piece this huge story together. There is a wealth of information out there, folks, that you can go and delve into yourself 
And honestly, you can get really lost in the woods. A lot of people have been saying that the writing has been in the wall for a long time. This has all pretty much stemmed from the very beginning with that redevelopment of RSPBA headquarters and where did the money go and that's kind of the start of it all. And then here we are now in 2023 having a huge announcement that we have potentially two major championships next season. Right, before we leave you, I do want to address a lot of comments that we got on our email, uh, bigrabshow at gmail.com. A lot of people were saying, well, isn't it in the articles that, uh, yeah, the articles that, articles of association that the RSPBA need to run five major championships in the season? Is that not in the articles of association? Well, I can tell you, no, it isn't. It was changed. Yeah. It used to be in the Articles of Association. It used to read, and I'll now quote verbatim, it used to say, Organise and operate the world, European, British, Scottish, and all major pipe band championships held within the United Kingdom. That's what it used to say. However, at an AGM, an annual general meeting held in 2021, this was changed. There was a special resolution proposal that was put forward. You can go back and read at it if you want. At that meeting in 2021, Article 13.3, a special resolution proposal, was proposed and passed by the membership in attendance. It was voted on and passed. It it now reads, Organise and operate all the major pipe band championships run under RSPBA rules, protecting the registered titles, World Pipe Band Championship, and the World Pipe Band Championships. That's it. Doesn't talk about operating five majors. Doesn't mention the European, British or Scottish. Doesn't mention that it has to be held within the UK either. Now, as to how the discussion went around this proposal and how it was passed, how it was put to members, and no idea, it wasn't in the room. But the membership who were in attendance at the AGM that year seen no issue with it voted it in, said, yeah, okay, go ahead and change it. Doesn't mention any other uh, major championship, but that's fine. Go ahead and change that article of association. And now here we are, two years later, and looking back at the article of association, that's no longer there. The RSPBA are not required by the article of association to run a European, a British, a Scottish. That's it. They're not required. So I'll leave that with you. I don't know, folks. This seems to be such a downer episode this week. And I didn't really want to to be such. uh, But this is such negative news. We had to dedicate a full episode to it. Thank you. If you've managed to last to this length in the podcast, you deserve a medal. Well done. (laughs) Such a huge, heavy topic. And it's very emotive as well. I have to stress. Now, if there is anyone out there that I have so aggrieved or annoyed in such a way that you do feel completely offended, then, well, I guess you can get in contact with us and we'll discuss it. You know, uh, we've done our best to try and verify all of the information that we've reported in this week's episode uh, with quantifiable evidence where you can go back and read all of this stuff and draw your own conclusions, I guess. 
a lot of the stuff that I've mentioned are, is published on the RSPBA website. You can also go to that article I was quoting there in pipingpress.com. And there was a lot of online social commentary as well on our social media, on the Big Rab Show, where a lot of the folk from the piping world were reaching out and giving strong opinions on where they believe the 2024 season should go. But I think the overarching thing with all of this conversation that we've been talking about is that this is earth-shattering news. It is such bad news. And the bitter disappointment from the competitive piping bands out there is palpable, is the word I'll use. I have to say, the message that we want to put out there is... We're all there with you. We are all as disappointed as you folks are, all right? Ourselves in the Big Rab Show, each year we plan our season ahead of time. We make travel arrangements like all of you guys to attend each competition as it happens. And we make plans to, you know, have cameras on the ground so I can, you know, head out and make podcasts at these events and talk to people and cover the competition season as it happens. And that will be considerably reduced this year, this incoming year. I do hope that this is stuff that Rab got wrong. You know, I hope to be wrong on this. I hope that 2024 will turn out to be a bumper year. And I can look back at this episode and go, Oh, Rab, come on. What's wrong with you? So I hope that's the case. I can't stress enough that talking to a podcast like us, giving your opinions, and in some cases, spitting venom and vitriol in our direction is the wrong direction to spit that venom and vitriol i would urge you that if you do have such strong opinions voicing it towards a podcast is the wrong direction i would urge you to voice all of those strong thoughts opinions in the right direction which would be at the board of directors You can contact them. You can email them. They may well ignore you, like they do us, but you can contact them. Every member band out there does have a band secretary, and that band secretary should be attending branch meetings and should also be attending RSPBA headquarter meetings. There is an annual general meeting coming up, and we have no doubt that that meeting... We're going to see some fireworks fly. As you've just heard, the voice of the piping folk out there, there is bitter disappointment and there has been calls for a complete clean of house, as they've been saying. A vote of no confidence in the current board of directors and a complete mishandling of the situation as it sits. That's all I'm going to say on that. We don't really have a strong opinion either way on this. Whenever it comes to the board of directors and how they were organizing competitions. Because we don't have enough information to hand as to the costings of this. Who, who all did they reach out to? How long was the, the process of saying yes or no? How many meetings took place? All we've had is statements and interviews saying that they were working tirelessly. That's all we can go on. <laughs> so I guess we'll have to wait and see. The evidence will be at the AGM where I have no doubt that this will be discussed at length. And hopefully we'll see a little bit more financial information with how this past season went, but also any possible financial forecasts as to what this impact will be. It's very worrying times. 
Yikes. Anyway, everyone, that's been a huge and very heavy podcast this week. Difficult to produce. I have to give full credit to everyone on the Big Rab Show team for helping me with this research, putting all of these crazy notes together, and I'm talking, there's pages here. Um, to all of the uh, p- people out there who's emailed us in, bigrabshow at gmail.com, thank you for all of your opinions and thoughts. Of course, they've all uh, never, they haven't hit the air here, I haven't given your names out, of course, a lot of you didn't want that. Uh, but also to our weekly droners as well, shout out to JD for recording those, thank you JD. Uh, there were quite a number of uh, weekly drones that did hit the cutting room floor, because they did mention names, and there was a pile of accusations in there that we couldn't stand over. Um... <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want to end up in court. Uh, but, uh, yeah, let's say that there's a lot of very strong opinion out there and a lot of very hurt people out there in the piping scene right now. And uh, we're right there with you, folks. We are right there with you. Well, thank you, everyone, for downloading this week and each and every week. And we do hope the next time that we're talking to you, after the holidays, of course, uh, that we'll be in a much better place. We do hope to see that there will be, you know, a possible future announcement to say, hey, we're only joking. Uh, We're going to have all five majors and here's the dates, here's the venues. Go ahead and book your hotel. I hope that's the case. I hope that's the case. So, as I've said, over the next three weeks now, folks, we're not going to be leaving you, uh, you know, standing with no podcast. We will have a pod each week throughout the holidays where we're going to be interviewing some of the big names in the piping scene. Uh, If you're over there on Patreon, you may well have already had early access to these. So, shout out to our Patreon faithful. Go and check out your Patreon feed. You may well get early access to next week's episode. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, But yeah, over the next three weeks, we have some special pre-recorded episodes of some real stellar, great interviews from some of the big names in the piping scene that you're definitely going to want to catch. Thank you, everyone, for quite a heavy episode this week. And uh, yeah, I guess try to remain positive. Continue to attend your band practice because you just never know. Those minor competitions could turn out to be absolutely blistering. And I'm looking forward to some good tunes being played in a minor venue this year. Um... Yeah, as well as those two majors. Let's say Dumbarton is going to rock the house this year. I can't wait for Dumbarton now. (laughs) All right, folks, I am out the door. I will see you all again on the next Big Rab Show podcast. Until then, all the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week, and a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Check out g1reads.com for all of your piping needs. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all of the latest news and views from around the piping world. And also, check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be a part of the Patreon faithful. So... Until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.